Welcome, and thank you for joining us for a conversation about the history and future of the Institute for Signifying Scriptures. In this five-part series of conversations, we're speaking with people who've been connected to the African Americans in the Bible Conference and the Institute for Signifying Scriptures, and we've asked them to reflect on that involvement and in the intellectual project the Institute reflects. In this conversation, we discuss the Institute for Signifying Scriptures during its first years in Claremont, California. We've invited three distinguished guests who worked at the Institute during those years, Laura Kima, Robin Owens, and Katie Van Heest, who will open the conversation. And together, they will reflect on the Institute in that time and what it meant. These guests will introduce themselves further. From the Institute for Signifying Scriptures, this is a conversation about ISS at 20 years. On our panel today is Robin Owens, a professor of religious studies at Mount St. Mary's University in Los Angeles. She is the author of the ISS-inspired book, My Faith in the Constitution is Whole, Barbara Jordan and the Politics of Scriptures, published by Georgetown University Press in 2022. When she is not teaching, she is the host of a popular podcast called Leadership Purpose with Dr. Robin. Lalrat Kima teaches religion at AICS, a seminary in India. His research interests cover religion and social formations through the lens of history, politics, and culture. He is the author of Wild Races, Scripturalizing Empire in British India, out now from Lexington Books, Fortress Academic. And I'm Katie Van Heest, a University of Chicago-trained academic editor specializing in the humanities through my practice tweet editing. I earned my doctorate in religion from Claremont Graduate University, and through it all was affiliated with the Institute for Signifying Scriptures. I teach book editing in the publishing graduate program at Portland State University in Portland, Oregon, where I live. Well, we're gathered uh, to commemorate the 20th year of the Institute for Signifying Scriptures, a transdisciplinary research initiative under Director Vincent L. Wimbush and operating with the collaborations of dozens and dozens of researchers, students, employees, volunteers. It's also uh, coincidentally and meaningfully the 25th anniversary of the massive African-Americans in the Bible research project that became a conference and resulting um, essay collection held in New York, sort of a joint uh, milestone here. Launched in 2004, if you can believe it, in Claremont, California, uh, with support from the Ford Foundation. ISS has been around for two decades now, um, and three of us are gathered here now to talk about um, those Claremont years, roughly 2004 to 2014. We all, I, I think, were um, involved at, at basically the same um, periods of time as uh, doctoral students affiliated with the with the research institute and all of its programs, academic um, and otherwise. H how did you both come to be involved with ISS? If you think back to those early days, I am Robin Owens. For I didn't introduce myself. I am Robin Owens, and I am a professor of religious studies at Mount St. Mary's University in Los Angeles, California. And I've been there um, for many years now as a tenured professor, 
school professor and absolutely loving it. For me, the beginning was just before the African Americans and the Bible Conference back at Union Seminary with Dr. Wimbush um, in the beginning of my MDiv program. And my goal at the time was to focus my studies on Hebrew Bible. But I took a class with Dr. Wimbush and the class was titled African-Americans in the Bible. And then that opened up a whole new way of thinking for me. I suddenly was challenged in a way that I had not been up until that point um, in terms of my graduate studies. And that was the beginning of the thinking differently about scriptures and the engagement with scriptures. And I'll, I'll leave it there because I'll have more stories later so we can go on. My name is Lodbrot Kima. Um, here in the highest circles, I am uh, I go by Kima. And I got in touch with, <clears throat> well, I came to Claremont in 2006 for my graduate studies. Prior to that, my uh, advisor in India, uh, someone by the name of Satyanathan Clark, had presented at the Theorizing Scriptures Conference, and he told me about uh, the work that was going on. It didn't make much sense to me at that time, um, but it made me look at an area that I had so many presuppositions about the topic, which is about reception of scriptures amongst communities in India. And uh, following up on that, uh, that's when I got in touch with uh, Vincent Wimbush and then we got talking and we got on the email and then by email and then um, I ended up in the, the doctoral program here at Claremont Graduate University and also was uh, baptized into ISS, I guess. <laughs> So I, I teach uh, religion here at AICS in Aizol, Mizoram. This is the northeastern corner of India, small theological seminary. I teach religion and uh, have many issues with the way the, 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 the course is structured because it's primarily very traditional in the sense of very formalized. And I... I find uh, my ISS uh, conversation, my experience, my uh, interactions with colleagues such as you and others that uh, they were really pushing me beyond uh, the course setup, the, the study setup that is out here. It's fun. It's challenging. It's, it's Sometimes it's a little overwhelming because I, I need to keep pushing uh, new ways of thinking, new ways of just basically asking questions. And... Um, it is challenging, but it's also extremely um, rewarding, a rewarding experience, I'd say. So I'll leave it at that and, and come in with a lot more details uh, later on as we uh, proceed in the conversation. I can imagine how, it was, if you're saying that it's sort of uh, formal, that that is quite a contrast from your training in the um, <laughs> ISS world, which is so wide ranging and uh, uh, explicitly transgressive um, that uh, I'm sure that what you bring to um, 
that formal world is, uh, mm-hmm. is, is enriching for all. Um, and I, um, uh, I guess, came on board in about 2003. I had just started a master's program um, in a women's studies and religion master's program and um, was just kind of alerted to um, the new uh, courses that uh, Vincent Wimbush was teaching um, and kind of, you know, referred over uh, faculty-wise. Um, and, you know, for me, it was a, a big, I guess, intellectual move, but um, I had been in Claremont, uh, just, just fresh out of my undergraduate studies, so it's really just crossing the street in a way for me. Um, and then, so Robin, you, um, you were on the scene much earlier. Um, I'm kind of in between the two of you. Yes, I started early uh, and once I took that African-Americans in a Bible course and then had experience with the conference although at that time I was focusing on my direction in Hebrew Bible there was something about it that wouldn't let me go Mm -hmm. and I started my doctoral program focusing on Hebrew Bible and almost right at the end of my coursework Dr. Wimbush who I just started to take classes with and get to know through the African Americans in the Bible suddenly took a job at Claremont Graduate University. And the moment I heard that he was going, in my mind, I said, I'm going to. <laughs> From Union to Claremont. From Union to Claremont. Mm-hmm. Although he didn't ask me to, or no one else knew this, but in my mind, I said, I just started to do this kind of thinking and expand myself. I really want to go. And so we had a conversation and we worked it out. And so when he started teaching at Claremont Graduate University, I came along and continued my PhD program at Claremont Graduate University, leaving Union Theological Seminary in New York. Mm-hmm. We were all in a sense sort of intercepted. I didn't really have any, I mean, my plans, it was uh, so young, honestly, my plans were only academic, but I do, I do feel um, that I was sort of um, given a, a clarity of uh, intellectual purpose anyway by, you know, coming into contact with um, a signifying on scriptures kind of approach. Do you all feel that way that it was, I mean, was there, it sounds like, uh, Robin, you continued on your path in maybe different uh, geographical place um, with this new uh, orientation. Um, But um, Kima, do you feel that uh, ISS redirected your plans at all or just it did definitely. Um, I, I, I was thinking about the Bible in uh, in a cultural context. I had briefly that, but when I landed up in Claremont, I did. I really didn't. They asked me what I was planning to do, and I, I just had some random ideas and some oh, very cringy moments. I'm going to think about it. <laughs> 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 so they asked me what are your research interests are, and I will not say it's very cringy and put it aside. But over the course of the conversations that we had, the coursework and also interacting with ISS, it made a lot of uh, redirection of what I wanted to do. I didn't think there would be areas of inquiry and at, prior to ISS, but then once I got to ISS and talking, it opened me up like these are really valid questions that we could ask 
to these places, these locations, these issues. So uh, it really directed me. I was wondering, Robin, uh, <clears throat> so when you move from Union to Claremont, the, the, the setup in Claremont was still the school of religion with Hebrew Bible, uh, Christian origins. How did, how, what was your transition from Union and also along with ISS making that transition within Claremont itself? What was the experience like? I'm really curious about that. Yeah, it was a rocky road, Kima. <laughs> it was a rocky road because when I left Union, I technically was in the Hebrew Bible program. And yeah. so my advisors at Union couldn't understand why I was going with a professor of New Testament <laughs> mm. and who was teaching what they called this new thing. Mm. And they they said, well, how are you going to market yourself when you graduate? What are you going to teach? We're concerned about your ability to get a job. You're better off staying in a traditional lane. And I knew that the traditional lane was not for me. So when I got to Claremont, I had to convince the people at Claremont of this new way of thinking about things within a Hebrew Bible program. But it was too difficult for them to understand. So I found, I went through the catalog and I found a, a little program that was a subset of a program that had a sort of interdisciplinary component to it. Mm -hmm. At that time, it was called Theology, Ethics, and Culture, but the sub-program for that allowed for interdisciplinary. So I created my own program, basically, <laughs> following the, the you know, Wimbush way of doing things and signifying our scriptures at that time is what he was calling it. And so I just created a sort of independent program and got that approved so I could then proceed my with my work with him. Do we all, on our degrees, does, it says PhD in religion, is that right? And then right, there are yes. these sub- sub concentrations, I suppose. Mine uh, was New Testament. Yours was the, your um, independently um, forged uh, <laughs> uh, subfield. And then Kima, were you part of, um, when the you uh, completed? Yeah, tell us about that a little bit. It's, it's sort of an evolution of the um, actual academic program at Claremont oh. with the influence <clears throat> from ISS. Well, I didn't plan to be enrolled in the New Testament. So what eventually ended up happening was I had to take a lot of those classes in the New Testament program uh, requirements, um, the languages also. Uh, so. But alongside that, um, I, I think the Vincent was working on the Critical Comparative Scriptures program. And that was an un it was being formalized doing th right through my coursework. And so when I was about to register for my qualifying, what happened was the CCS was still not in play. It was still New Testament. So I'd still have to do New Testament requirements for uh, my qualifying. 2010, I think that was when the CCS was formalized as part of the uh, School of Religion. That was when I 
registered. I re registered immediately for my qualifying. And so um, I did still eventually end up doing a few. One, one area was very, very New Testament heavy, but the other two were very um, more cultural, religion, politics, a lot of that anthro anthropological sort of colonial anthropology. I I was able to include that in my uh, uh, qualifying. So, it, it, uh, in fact, I, I think I was the first CCS um, in uh, in the qualifying exam, the first candidate in the CCS program. So as soon as they, they, they formalized it, I registered, and and so. You're a trailblazer, you know, <laughs> lucky to have you here in this conversation. You're historic. Yeah, I was going to uh, say you're a true pioneer. Well, I was just thinking that this is, um, you know, a, a formal academic programmatic legacy of ISS's mm -hmm. Claremont years, because my understanding is that this is still a track um, in the Claremont um, Graduate University um uh, religion program um, oh. and so much has changed so much has changed mm. um, in you know essentially 10 years of ISS in Claremont and it's been 10 years since and um, you know as with uh, the university changes so much the university broadly speaking and CGU in particular perhaps but um, uh, even with all of the restructuring that necessarily happens. Um, I believe critical comparative scriptures is um, still one of the mm. areas of concentration. And um, it, it, I think it's, uh, I mean, so, so when you say you're the first, you're the first is something that's still ongoing. <laughs> Put my flag out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting what you say, Robin, about um, you know, the assumption that a degree um, in religion, but with this kind of um, approach that isn't, you know, so exclusively focused on content meaning of scripture would be unmarketable, even if the degree is in religion. Um, it doesn't surprise me, but it is, I mean, it really is kind of a, a shocking um, reality. Are there other sort of common misconceptions of ISS's work that either of you have, you know, um, come up against or encountered? I mean, uh, thinking of um, the prior uh, research project, African Americans in the Bible, you know, the, the contours of that, the textures, the actual, um, you know, discussions that were being had were anything but um, predictable. And yet that formulation of African-Americans in the Bible is something that people, even without, you know, being part of it um, or without being specialists can kind of uh, understand maybe readily. Whereas, um you know, signifying on scriptures, Institute for Signifying Scriptures um, suggests uh, something else that perhaps people, you know, don't have a an immediate way to pin down, you know, uh, intellectually. So uh, I wondered um, about any misconceptions that you think um, are out there or that you um, 
find yourself um, in conversation with. I recall back then having to sort of interpret it to people who were unfamiliar with it. They, it was such a new orientation and a new way of thinking. It took some time to, to um, kind of translate the work to others. That's what I remember. So not so much that they had a misconception. They just didn't have a general conception of mm -hmm. what the work was all about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had that similar uh, experience too, uh, all about breaking down what signifying means and what scriptures how that when you uh, put it together what uh, it means it has helped me in a sense that I've also helped I, I've also been able to get more clarity about what my engagement with the ISS is um, I would not say I knew it from the beginning we kept stumbling through it. What what is what are we doing? And, and I, I need to be honest that for most of my well, about half of the time I was there in Claremont, I really didn't know what ISS was about. I I knew it had something to do with scriptures, but it is not just that text. But there was something else going on. So it it's been I've had a learning curve about what I take from ISS itself and it's the research agenda. So it's, it's an, uh, and in explaining this to others, I've, I've kind of settled into a, 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 a lot, a more narrower understanding, not, not a narrow, uh, maybe a selective aspect of ISS's research agenda. And I've been using that and I find it extremely compelling to go a lot in that very narrow lane. Uh, within ISIS's larger uh, research uh, agenda. I mean, so. You're saying, you know, trying to get a sense of, um, you know, what ISS is all about and what the agenda mm -hmm. is and what it all means. And mm -hmm. that's from someone, you, who was very involved in the, in the mm -hmm. running of the Institute. This is, it's not just that you were a student in Claremont, you know, mm -hmm. looking in and wondering what's this, research institute doing you were very involved um and so it sounds like you were doing a lot of um i don't know active engagement and sorting and sifting and fathoming as we might say uh, a few months ago we, we were as running through our um, video archives that we bought and Uh, there was uh, we were talking about the CCS program. I think there was a an ISS moving ahead. Uh, I think this is in preparation for our tenth anniversary. And I, my question came out now when I, when I see, well, ten years later on, um, it just, I, it just told me that I was not very clear about what was going on. And um, again, I'm just embarrassing myself out here. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, we were talking about. So my question was uh, as to Vin Vincent, and I was like, "So you moved from um, African Americans of the Bible to theorizing scriptures to misreading uh, America. These are the three these books, are... and then, mm -hmm. these are all three uh, conferences, research projects that um, finally came into uh, as books." And there's been some shifts, and I'm my reading of uh, African Americans and Bible uh, was definitely not what 
<laughs> he thought it was. He, he uh, it was very different. So, and um, I think I my reading was wrong at that time. So I'll just leave it at that. So uh, th all that is just to say that even my own understanding of what ISS is up to is very. Um, it it has evolved, and um, right now, I'm more um, keyed in on uh, Vincent's uh, layer gestures towards uh, world making um, how scripturalizing the idea of scripturalizing and the worlds we make up and the narratives that prop up that world that we make up i find that extremely compelling because primarily because of the situation i am in uh, our, our neighboring states uh, the tensions that are there we've just we've just come out of a really bloody uh, summer, and then there's been flare-ups again uh, recently. In all of this, um, the narrative that sets up uh, competing visions of the geopolitical space, um, um, I'm keyed in on that. And it, it uh, what scripturalizing really helps me is to focus on those narratives. Yes, um, there, there are. For example, let me say... Um, uh, in India, there's this um, this idea of uh, greater India, this narrative that has been really put forward by the quote-unquote uh, Hindu nationalistic uh, machine. And uh, it is a compelling narrative because it, it engenders programs, uh, it engenders uh, actual activity in uh, the empirical world so that people, especially in the Northeast, who are not traditionally part of that greater Indian narrative, um, there are still a lot of uh, resistance movements in our region. So they're trying, uh, there's this effort to acculturate them, to bring them into the fall of a greater Indian narrative. Uh, so these are, I find these uh, these these narratives that construct these worlds of maybe a greater India in my neighboring state of Manipur. Um, there's been uh, people using labels like uh, well, just to create their narratives, they create the uh, the and uh, the antagonist uh, narrative is uh, narco terrorism, illegal immigrants. Well. Nothing new out here, out there, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, all that is going on. And so what I've, the lane that I've taken in from ISIS's broad agenda is this idea of scripturalizing and the worlds we, the narratives that we churn out, we invent to create these worlds. And I, I always remember uh, this uh, one of Vincent's line, uh, this uh, why we do what we do and with what consequences. This has been, a, it, it struck me early on in my, my ISS experience, but it has stayed on. And I find scripturalizing really keys in on that, why we do what we do and with what consequences. And I find, um, I, that's my lane right now. So I focus on scripturalizing gestures, narratives, um, looking at uh, how they have real life um, empirical 
implications, applications, and also uh, ways of thinking how we see and construct ourselves. So I find that that's my lane right now. Sounds like that's um, uh, useful, not just to you, but I suspect um, for your students and other like interlocutors in the in the region. Um, you know, what you say does make me, you know, without knowledge of that um, specific situation, it does make me um, uh, reflect on my own sense of what, you know, these uh, dynamics are and what is so, um, I think, both attractive and useful about a sort of scripturalizing framework or signifying framework on scriptures is that it doesn't flatten the phenomena, but it does propose that there's a sort of near universal human pattern of, mm -hmm. you know, uh, conferring special status on these narratives you're talking about, or texts or practices or you know, objects, people, whatever, um, that then activate, as you say, have applications, implications, um, and uh, affect the process that we've often called social formation as, right. a, as, a, as a handle for what's going on. Um, and I mean, for myself, I always come back to the um, admittedly kind of um, slanted or maybe provocative or biased idea that scripturalizing is like a kind of laundering a way mm -hmm. to like to accomplish social work or political work or cultural work um <laughs> but via some kind of intermediary uh for like deflection away from the fact that we we do need to relate to one another we need to you know uh to to share space we need to um you know, use each other for meaning in our lives um, and, you know, having a sort of something out there that we can relate about um, is, is kind of a triangulation or I guess a laundering is, um, is a favored framing of mine for thinking about, you know, what scriptures, what scriptures are. I was looking back at um, some, uh, not archival footage as you were, Kima, but just, um, uh, PDFs and Word documents and things like that, and um, some of the older uh, artifacts, I suppose, that I have um, uh, tend to use uh, quotation marks around scriptures a lot because we were using the it, these weren't written by me necessarily, but you know, produced by ISS or um, uh, people who. Uh, we invited uh, to campus, let's say. Um, whereas now, I wouldn't use the um, quotation marks around it because to me, this is just scriptures. It's not scriptures in a certain way or like, you know, a certain kind of scripture or a fake scripture or, you know, anything like that. That is all the, the signifying on scriptures approach to scriptures. Um, to me is now the um, authoritative, <laughs> you know, view on the, on the subject. Yeah, that really um, speaks to the progress of it, the growth of it, right? Yeah, the evolution, right. the evolution of it. 
yes, even on a linguistic level, we're, you know, I, I feel more comfortable with it and not a sort of tiptoeing around with quotation marks, let's say. Well, I'm an editor, so I think those things kind of stand out to me, I suppose. Um, but I agree, Robin, there's something uh, symbolic about it. I was wondering if we uh, could talk about some of the formative events that uh, one of the um, things that we were preparing for as because um, I'm I missed out most of theorizing scriptures. I was wondering if you could say something about that. I, I can I, I've gone and seen some uh, footage of some of the panel sessions, but and I've seen pictures, but I was wondering what is the experience of that? I mean, it was a very new way of doing things. That's right. Theorizing scriptures was um, the name of the inaugural um, conference uh, for ISS in Claremont. Um, it was in, I think, very early 2024. Um, and the panels, uh, there was a sort of a paper by um, Vincent Wimbush that uh, that participants, panelists were um, invited to uh, respond to or think with. They often um, came with their own um, research to bring to bear on the, the issues that we were talking about. Um, but there were um, like six to eight panels over several days um, constituted somewhat um, conceptually. Parts of the program that were not um, uh, the sort of conventional academic panels. There were um, uh, musical um, offerings. There were um, there was a, a, a dance um, troupe, I suppose, would be the right um, the right word. Um, I think it was Balinese dance. Something that stands out in my mind is the, you mentioned the scholars, Katie, that descended on Claremont. Mm -hmm. And they seem to be energized with this new way of grappling with scriptures and theorizing scriptures. I got the sense that it was um, invigorating to them based on the energy and the, the passion which with they wrestled with these ideas. Because I think, uh, Kima, you said you were still trying to get clear on what it was. I think some of those, even in the moment, were still trying to get clear, but they were energized by it. it something about it was electric in that whole environment. Yeah, I mean, I, we had a um, like a, an emissary from Nigeria um, who I think maybe helped kick it off. It had a sense of occasion to it. Um, and then uh, the panels brought together, you know, many people from um, from biblical studies um, and from um, uh, others, you know, scriptural and religious uh, studies types of corners. Um, mm -hmm. But then there were artists and um, uh, art historians and uh, you know, curators, um, 
And I think that was in part on the model of um, African-Americans in the Bible, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I can't speak from personal experience, mm-hmm. which I could, but Robin, that, that sounds right, right? Yeah, it does, it does. Mm-hmm. I, I I just asked because uh, when I joined ISS, uh, we just started editing the theorizing scriptures manuscript, mm-hmm. and I've never done editing before. And with Katie and Jackie's uh, help, I was able to get through it. So I was still getting it, getting to know ISS, what ISS is about. So I thought it was, when I first read it, when I read some of the essays, we were editing it too, uh, proofreading it, and I got a sense that it's, it's, it seems like a, well, I thought it was something to do with some new way of interpreting the Bible. That was my uh, way of looking at it. But then I came across other essays that didn't look like biblical studies. And I think, what's going on? And then I saw mm-hmm. some of the footage, you know, the pictures. Uh, there was They were on the ISS computer. And this is what was going on. It got me really confused. I mean, it was a good experience of do, doing the editing, all of that. But so that was my first my first semester at, working there in the ISS was... And we were working through this uh, manuscript, and it was extremely confusing for me. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on, and I just jumped in there. And but it was a start. I, I it was a really good start for me. It, it it kind of broke down what I thought I was, I thought ISS would be about, and it kind of undid a lot of my presuppositions. So it, it didn't have clarity, but it did unpack it for me so okay. mm-hmm. that was my <laughs> reading of the theorizing scriptures conference uh, without ever having and I was I mean thanks for that insights insight stories yeah I mean I think leaving the I don't know the the constraints of um of kind of predetermined academic inquiry um there's a um a sort of necessary i don't know lack of control and um you know expressive um exuberance about bringing all of these people together from their different um areas of focus their different training um their different conceptions of what scripture means or what signifying Mm -hmm. means or theorizing Mm -hmm. even um Mm -hmm. you know done in all different um registers so um that's sort of i think my sense is that you were um appreciating what in a sense that conference was which was uh bringing up many ideas to then explore Mm -hmm. and see what kind of coheres what you know what congeals, what's compelling. Um, it was an inaugural conference to get it, get these conversations started, and so um, it, it seems that um, the book that you uh, helped edit <laughs> was capturing that that excitement. 
and uh, we should we should talk about the sort of um, uh, programmatic um, aspects of ISS because uh, those of us who um, who worked there and volunteered there, as we all did for many years, um, were involved in so many uh, projects and initiatives. Um, the Theorizing Scriptures Conference was one, and then uh, I guess around five years later, the um, Reading Scriptures Reading America Conference based on uh, nationwide ethnographies or ethnograph ethnographic um, projects around the country. Um, and Kima, you were really um, intimately involved with that. Uh, if you if you wanted to direct our um, attention to anything in particular about that, feel free to jump in. Um, but that that resulted also in a, a conference and a book. <laughs> um, there were brown bag lunches for that featured Los Angeles area speakers, scholars um, who, uh, you know, from a student perspective, this was incredible access to people outside of um, outside of uh, the university at which we were enrolled, and to have these sort of um, you know, uh, partially structured conversations was um, was a major opportunity. We had the Distinguished Speaker Series with major fig figures like Lola Shainka, um, Joe Diamond from Atiaroa, uh, Ishmael Reed, Britton Mack, Charles Long, Gary, mm -hmm. Viswanathan. Yes. Um, and they, they weren't all involved in biblical or religious studies as such. These were, you know, some uh, towering cultural <laughs> uh, figures and uh, ISS brought them uh, to Claremont um, for us to, to engage and to hear, um, interact with the ideas and issues and problems that we were thinking about all the time. Um, to bring in these brilliant minds was um, uh was really a treat. We had a visiting scholars program for sort of like longer term engagement. Um, there was the ongoing program unit at AAR SBL, American Academy of Religion and mm -hmm. Society of Biblical Literature, annual disciplinary meetings. We had a documentary film project, Finding God in the City of Angels, book series, um, what am I missing? Anything? I mean, there was a lot going on as I'm listening to right. you. I mean, there was a really a lot of really engaging and invigorating work going on across the years. We put together a, a regular newsletter. That was a big yes. effort. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, the book series continues now um, with the Lexington Fortress um, series that ISS has, people can still um, see what's coming out there. See, if, it, if you had um, your druthers, and you sort of do, since ISS is so collaborative, and you both have, you know, um, could make your influence felt, where would you want to see ISS go next? I'll say we, and we have the big celebratory gathering in April. People can register now. Uh, and the the topic is marinage, so the sort of history of um, the literal history of slaves uh, who ran away, you know, deserting 
um, the peculiar institution, so to speak. And um, and and then those who, like ISS, who have set off on new transgressive transdisciplinary paths. So that's a motif, um, the Marinage framework or figure of the maroon. Um, are there other either concepts or priorities or initiatives that um, that either of you would like to see ISS take on? I don't have a specific one, but I do have a general thought because right. just thinking back over the 20 years and all the programs that you just mentioned, to think mm -hmm. of this new this new launch, so to speak, as the beginning of another 20 years. That's what I'd like to see, of still pushing the thinking, expanding the thinking, um, continuing with the evolution of the notion of scriptures and the power that it that scriptures hold. Yes, here's to another 20 years. <laughs> assuming we'll all agree on on that. And, um, you know, I say for myself, I'm uh, delighted to have been uh, involved in ISS all this time. It's just a coincidence that I, you know, was there for this inaugural um, conference. But um, it's not really an exaggeration to say that I don't, know who I would intellectually be without um, my experience with um, a signifying on scriptures approach. And it's all of the programs we've talked about um, and it's all of the, uh, the academic thought work, um, but it's, it's also fittingly the people and the you know, social formation that is ISS itself. Um, so, yeah, I certainly um, look forward to to seeing what ISS does does next. Yes, and I I feel um, that I make a little contribution in my corner of the world. Uh, <laughs> and um, last year, my the research that I did on this work of scriptures was published by um, Georgetown University Press. Um, in the the book is about Barbara Jordan and the politics of scripture. And so I'm hoping that I did that foundational work and that some other up and coming students will now take that and move forward with it as my little contribution to the ISS corner of the world. And didn't you consider um, the constitution or her approach to the constitution as a sort of having scriptural inflections or? Yes, I, I argue that she used the American constitution, the American scripture of the US constitution as a way to signify on scriptures. And she used signifying on scriptures as a rhetorical device, a discursive rhetorical advice, device to pretend a certain kind of conviction to the constitution only. She had it, but she pretended, but she really intended to further her particular um, agendas of social justice and gender equality and racial mm. justice. Yeah. So that was her signifying on scriptures using the American scriptures of US constitution. The sort of real, uh on the ground applications that chemo was 
talking about earlier. Yes. And I grounded it in the 19th century African-American women who did a similar kind of signifying on scriptures only with the Bible. Wow. So this is really a cornerstone of the uh, your book, a cornerstone in the corpus of signifying on scriptures um, publication. Yes, yes. When we were housed in, in a larger institute, it, it, we could, we were able, we had the infrastructure, the logistics to be more program-oriented. And like you listed out, we've, we've done a lot, I, I think, mm -hmm. while we're there. But now as an independent, and I think we're moving on, I think we might, yeah, ISIS, would not be program heavy, but not so much program oriented, but moving, I, I don't know what the word is, moving beyond a program oriented institute to word more like a housing for ideas. Um, mm -hmm. And also inviting other conversation partners expand on the existing so that um, we develop more and more looking at how well uh, ISIS agenda research agenda can you know be broadened so I, um, it's very difficult to be pro program oriented as it's an independent right? but it's hard <clears throat> it's just the yeah. logistics it's, it's very difficult so um how can we house, make it a, a larger house? I, I think not to to own, but to not just to appropriate a lot of other ideas, but also to invite, but also be open to expand the way we think of ISS. Um, how do we go beyond the, so the programs gave us some idea of what we were. It gave us some sense of, who ISIS was, there's something fungible that was there. But in absence of that, how do we go forward without the the, the program, uh, the actual events out there from year to year, maybe once a year we meet together. Uh, do we need to meet once a year? Maybe it's good to meet once a year just to get to know what people are doing and um, what new, See, for me, I, I find these annual events, it's just a time for me to geek out because in my <laughs> circle, it's it's uh, it's the old, I, we have a very old, uh, meeting I, it, with ISIS folks, it's just like fresh air for me, the annual fresh air I get, intellectual fresh air. So I really look forward to those. Uh, just to have, be in conversation and also to hear about what other people have to say and things that they're doing. So, so it's an it's like an auspices for uh, people who are, are thinking in certain ways or about um, certain phenomena to get together, touch base. I'm hearing you say perhaps that ISS is... Um, function is almost, you know, as a beacon or something, you know, out there, outside the academy now, um, uh, and sort of performing that, I don't know, transgressiveness 
or mm -hmm. ability to um, do the work outside of um, the old <laughs> uh, strictures, I suppose. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, people, uh, people laboring either within the academy or in other areas um, uh, need that because the, the structures that determine their advancement or um, uh, their remuneration um, are self-reinforcing. Um, but with ISS out there, you know, um, proving that we can think outside of um, outside of the the disciplines, outside of the um, pre-existing academic programs, mm -hmm. then um, there's no need to, for example, wait until one's a full professor to pursue the ideas that you know really um, compel them, um, and 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 to do the work elsewhere too in in public conversations um, in other fora, whether they're community or um, professional or expressive, um, creative fora. Perhaps that's, um, I mean, that, as you say, for you, Kima, that's sort of how it's already functioning for me, as someone who myself is sort of para, para academe. Mm -hmm. Robin, you you uh, inhabit the academy. Um, does it um, you know knowing ISS um, is out there and standing up for the ability to have these instruct these uh, kinds of conversations? Um, does that sort of uh, buoy you? It does, in, in the way that it kind of expands thinking. Um, in my role in teaching, Kima mentioned teaching at a seminary, I teach undergraduate students with a, a wide array of courses, um, not specific to scriptures. Um, so in that regard, I don't get to expand the thinking, but knowing that it's there and I do have the opportunity to use my book whenever I can <laughs> to help yeah. kind of bring forth the message. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Um... Perhaps we should um, wrap up any final um, notes or messages or um, invitations to those who may be listening. Um, I guess I can invite everyone to join us in, in April in Atlanta, April 2024. We'll be gathering um, to commemorate this um, two decades of ISS and the 25th anniversary of the African, Amer African Americans in the Bible uh, research project. Otherwise, it's just been so wonderful to talk to you, my old friends and classmates and ISS coworkers. <laughs> um, you're both doing such uh, incredible work in the world. So. Um, Thanks for making the time. And thank you, Katie, for leading us in this conversation um, and keeping us going in a wonderful way. 
And like you said, for both of you, it was a joy for me to see you and talk with both of you after all these years. And just glad to see that you're doing the work that you're doing. And I'm rooting for you from afar. For those who are thinking about ISS, come plan to come to Atlanta. Come and meet my really good friends, Katie and Robin, hopefully with the dead too. Come and meet with them. You'll learn a lot from them. They're good, fun people. Um, they'll ask you a lot of questions too. They've asked me a lot of questions along the way. And I've been enriched because of that. And I want you to come and experience that. So come and we'll see you in Atlanta in uh, April 2024. Thank you for joining us for this conversation about the Institute for Signifying Scriptures. For more information or other episodes in this series, please visit our website, signifyingscriptures.org.